Amanda is so awesome. So I totally had like a friend crush on her just from social media. I was like, Amanda's clearly rad. Like, I can't wait to hang out with her. And then COVID happened. I didn't get to hang out with her because she went back to the West Coast. And I was like, we're definitely going to get along. It's definitely going to be rad. We circled this podcast for months. Like, we just would get on the phone and not be able to make things record. We would call each other at the wrong times and kind of gave up for a little while. And then finally just made it happen. And we wound up talking for an hour and a half. Uh, it was incredible. We edited it down to an hour, mostly just because, mostly just because I don't know if people want to listen to people talk for an hour and a half these days. I don't know what the attention span's like, but um, it's it's all killer, no filler. And I, I have to say, one of my things I'm most looking forward to at the end of of COVID is shredding with Amanda and her dogs because dogs are great. Well, yeah, and Amanda is a shredder too. She's uh, Amanda is like a force to be reckoned with. She is. 100% pure, unapologetic badass. She makes her opinions known. She has a lot of strong opinions. She's very intelligent, very well read. She's an amazing cook. She is eclectic in all of my favorite ways. She's also just wild. Like, she's. <laughs> Amanda is the party. <laughs> we should probably weigh in sure. here and point out she's also not single, everyone. So do not slide into those DMs. Sorry, go on. <laughs> um no yeah she's yeah amanda's awesome she's definitely one of the women that makes me feel like i can do better for society in general because she just does a lot for women and for people of color and for people that just need more access amanda fights hard and works hard and she's not afraid to tell you when she thinks you could be doing better and i appreciate that candor in people and She's also just hilarious. I think Amanda's one of my favorite people in town, and I have a ton of respect for her. Wow. That's, that is saying a lot, coming from a badass like yourself. Yeah, I will say I have this like mental dream team of like my, if COVID ever ends, we're going to go on an epic bikepacking adventure somewhere with lots of tequila and shredding, and she is definitely team captain. Yeah, she's, she's definitely party captain. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up on that, but like, I have an immense amount of respect. So, I mean, everyone parties sometimes too much. And we've all had those friends who've like fallen off partying. But there's nothing but the deepest respect for the people who can party hard and then shred harder. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, and I don't want it to seem like I'm, I'm saying that she parties hard if it's a bad thing. Like Amanda's partying is a part of the fabric of her being. It's like makes her, <laughs> it makes her awesome. She's just like, she's like, wild to party with and wild to ride with but she's also the kind of person that you can sit down and have a really serious intense like vulnerable emotional conversation with and feel really good about the conversation too she's just got all the sides i mean i think she's amazing well i think we should just let the audience decide for themselves and if they come away from this not realizing that then i don't know man that's on them they've got some stuff to work out so without further ado here she is thanks Lacey. amanda conda Amanda Bryan, welcome to the Kona podcast. This has been a long and ridiculous time coming. Mm -hmm. um, it's good to be here. When we first started, I think you were in North Carolina, but now you're in Bellingham, and I don't know how that happened. You know what? <laughs> I don't even know what you officially do for Kona. I just know that you constantly are shredding and stoked. So let's start there. What do you do for Kona bikes? Um, I am a sales rep for Kona, and so um, or a ter ter territory manager, depending on 
however you want, how official you want to sound. Um, so I manage 11 different states and Whoa. travel for work and hang out in bike shops and get people stoked on bikes. Yeah. That's literally the best job ever. I'm, I'm, I think so. Yeah. How I did I not so. know this existed when I was spending my 20s <laughs> living in a shitty car, skateboarding and selling weed? That sounds incredible. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know that it existed. To be honest, it's something that I just kind of fell into. So. Okay. So mm -hmm. you were in North Carolina, which I'm assuming is one of your states. I was actually then, in West Virginia. Oh, ouch. Okay, West Virginia. Oh, okay. um, but then, you know, the world ended with mm -hmm. pandemics and stuff. And you mm -hmm. had a Sprinter van full of Kona bikes, mm -hmm. two dogs. And is there another member of your party? I think there is, right? Yeah, my partner. His name's Zach. Okay. And your partner, whose name is Zach, who does not work for Kona? No, he does not. Mm -mm. Okay. And then, um, and then you all beelined it back to Bellingham. Yeah. Uh, and what have you been up to since that happened? Um, laying low, to be honest. Um, so kind of what we were doing is I convinced my partner to quit his job and I was like, he went to Kona and was like, Hey, I have this really crazy hairball idea. Um, I kind of just want to get a break from my little town and go spend more time with my bike shops and, kind of like schmooze my way into all the communities that they serve. Because um, a lot of the shops have kind of turned into just good friends of mine. It's not even just like a business relationship most of the time. It's like they're just friends. Like we hardly talk about bikes most of the time. Um, <laughs> and so convinced him to quit his job and just hit the road. And it was it was Kona's idea. They were like, well, let's do this pro and we'll get you set up with some bikes and the sprinter van and all of that kind of stuff. And originally when I hit the road, I actually only had one dog. Um, I was at a working a bike expo and told the guys <laughs> that I was working the booth with, I was like, Hey, I got to go to the bathroom. Um, and I came back with a puppy. <laughs> I believe it was Jordan. My coworker was like, whose dog did you steal? And I was like, I didn't, I, I just adopted it. And I don't think they believed me at first. And I was like, no, I'm serious. I adopted this puppy. Um, yeah, and then so we just kind of hit the road, and then COVID hit, and yeah, like you said, we like beelined it back, and just been kind of laying low, and really enjoying it, being back home. I was <laughs> gone for seven, eight months. Wow. Um, yeah, I've gotten snuck in a, a bike, a couple bike tours, um, lots of mountain biking. I'm so home, oh, so happy to be home with all the yeah. really, really good dirt. <laughs> it's one of those like. You know, it's like it's easy to kind of think of like the grass being greener on the other side and then just kind of like out there in the world um, bouncing around and then the whole time just being like, ah, oh, but the grass really is really green back home. It's so good. <laughs> so, yeah, just trying to ride as much as I can. How So how does one become a sales rep at Kona? Ooh, <laughs> I've this question has actually been asked to me multiple times um, and I still have to say like I don't I, I don't really know how to give anybody the advice um, a lot of it really is and I think that this is just true for the industry as a whole um, it really kind of comes down to if you know somebody because I know that that's always like the first question that's asked at Kona and whenever mm -hmm. we have a position opening up it's always like internally hey we have this position um, do you know anybody and um, I feel like I got really lucky. I actually was hired. I've been with Kona for just over five years now, and I was brought on to help them open up the retail store that they have here in Bellingham, Washington. Um, and they totally took me on 
greenhorns, not knowing shit about shit, (laughs) just like fully just took a a chance on me and just kind of believed in me and brought me on to help with that project to open up a bike shop. And I think at that point, I maybe only had like six months of so-called industry experience. Um, Yeah. And then, um, yeah, like I said, just took a chance and opened up the shop. And then it was it was crazy. It was kind of it's been a whirlwind since then. Um, I think it was like a little less than a year. Um, I found out that they had like an inside backup sales rep position up at headquarters, uh, which is located here in Bellingham. And I told him, I was like, I absolutely want that position. Like, don't even bother like, you know, putting it out there in the world. Like I'm, that's going to be my job. And so I just kind of like butted my way in sort of, um, and then, yeah, from there, it was like territory opened up and they asked if I was interested. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do this again. Like, don't sign me up. And it's just been kind of like a, a fun, wild ride since. So are you from Bellingham, Washington? I am not. I am a Washingtonian. Uh, I grew up out on what's called the Kitsap Peninsula. Um, so and then I also lived in Montana for a little while when I was younger and then for like a number of years I would kind of spend all my winter winters and winter breaks and summer breaks um in a really rad town that some people are familiar with it's Polebridge Montana um hmm. a lot of a lot of friends that have done the the tour divide are pretty familiar with it they've got like world famous um Huckleberry Bear Claws there um it's Oof, this Huckleberries Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sorry. It's just... I lived in Montana for a long time and the thing I think I miss yeah. the most is Huckleberries oh I know I know that was like one of my, it's actually one of my favorite memories of when we lived in Polebridge. Um, just like days and days and days spent like my grandfather, like finding a new little patch and like us, he would take these like old, like coffee cans and just take like wire and drill holes. And like, and that was our job was like, if we wanted a piece of pie, we had to <laughs> fill up a coffee can full of huckleberry. And so, oh, man. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a really special place, a really special town. It's, um, three miles outside of the north entrance to Glacier National Park. Oh, sick. Yeah, and there's uh, like, I think there's not even 100 people who live there year-round. It's it's a pretty special place. So how did you go from that upbringing to getting so into bikes? Um. So <laughs> I randomly, so like I did not, the town I grew up in is was very, it's very traditional. It's like kind of a small town where the team sports thing is like kind of the the only option you had and so i did everything i was on the wrestling team i played baseball i played basketball i you name it i was on the swim and dive team um so like athletics was something that i was i've been involved in my whole entire life and then but i got pretty burnt out so then after graduating high school i kind of had this like this void you know i was like no real outlet um I think I got into like trail running and backpacking and stuff, but it just really nothing really like fueling me. Mm-hmm. And then um, I like I remember being like when YouTube was first becoming a thing. And I remember seeing what which I know now to be like the North Shore. But I remember seeing these guys doing these like ladders up in the trees, like just doing <laughs> this crazy stuff. I just remember being like that's rad. I want to do that. I don't, I don't know what this is. Like I didn't even know it was like <laughs> mountain biking. So yeah, I was just really like, I want to do that. That seems so cool. And so it was always kind of in the back of my mind and like dabbled here and there with like friends as I got older. 
who are into it and like would like how old are you take me out i'm 30 so i actually didn't even start getting into bikes until i was 23 whoa okay Mm -hmm. yeah so it's like yeah i know (laughs) a lot of people are like what um (laughs) you're doing what where um yeah and then it was actually my like my partner was the one who um he grew up just being obsessed with bikes like bmx you name it he was into it and our second date he took me mountain biking and (laughs) i like went over the bars seriously five times i came out of the woods like bleeding from both my elbows bleeding from my knees i had a black eye like cut (laughs) on my face like it was it was crazy and i remember him just being like you know kind of like looking at me with this like kind of sad look on his face he's like I am so sorry. Like, we never have to do this again. And I was like, are you kidding me? I want to go tomorrow and the next <laughs> day. And I was like, at the time, riding his, like, you know, his stepmom's, like, hukui koo. Just this, like, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty great. So, and that's kind of how I Is this the partner that you're in. still with now? Yes, it is. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice mm-hmm. forged in mountain biking. Um, and, and so the, the rest is history, I guess. Um, and so you got into mountain biking, but now I see you riding your Libra, your gravel bike, and I see you kind of getting into some bike packing stuff. Have you been doing that for a long time as well? Mm-hmm. So I would say like my my primary discipline, if I wanted to sound official, would be <laughs> it's it's definitely mountain biking. Like I prefer that like more gravity oriented, like the enduro style. I mean, I don't race or anything like that, but like, um, I mean, the riding we have here in Bellingham is just, it's just aggressive. And so, and that's like my style. I like, (laughs) I really love techie stuff. I love riding steep stuff. Like that's kind of my, my jam. Um, but even from the beginning, um, I actually, I actually fooled myself. I tried to convince my partner, um, that I wasn't an aggressive rider because I really didn't know any different. Um, because I was really only riding with him and his friends, and what I wasn't seeing a lot of women out there at the time, um, riding aggressively and doing these crazy things. So I like convinced myself that I was like into the XC thing, which cracks me up now because I have to be honest, like, I can be like quite a lazy peddler, I'm like not a fitness freak <laughs> at all, but I was like so convinced that I wanted to like get into long distance riding and cross country riding and like bike camping and everything. And so pretty early on, I just kind of, to be honest, I just really kind of threw myself into the sport. I, I just decided, I just woke up one day and I was like, this is it. This is, this is what I want my life to be. This is how I want to spend any moment that I can on the weekends, going on trips, going and, um, and bike packing has really been at the, the center of that from the get go. And so yeah, so I do. I like to do. I like to kind of diversify it a little bit. So, what as a as a sales rep, you must have access to all the bikes all the time. Yeah. How do you pick your favorites, and what are you riding right now? Oof, that's a hard one too. Um, <laughs> I'm currently riding. I don't have a favorite. Um, I kind of gave that up years ago. Uh, I used to have <laughs> just like seller's remorse. Like it, it's always so hard for me to like part with my bikes. Um, yeah. But my fleet has actually been, it's, it's pared down right now, which I'm pretty happy with. Um, I'm currently riding the Process 134 Carbon 2.9er. Nice. Um, I really love it. That was actually my first Kona that I ever had was the first gen 134 27.5 it was like this black and yellow frame and it had like 
super mismatchy parts and but I just remember like felt like I had like graduated from like my throwing myself down like slabs of squamish and then now I'm like on this enduro bike and that bike kind of changed it because I I got involved in I don't know if you've heard of it but there's an all women's enduro it's called the sturdy dirty um it's this absolutely rad 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 group of women down in Seattle and they started it and it is like I'm, I'm not a racer, but I will any year that I'm able to absolutely participate in it. And that just like changed my world. I just like showed up for a trail day and I was just like went from not having like riding with women, no, no experience really. Like I knew there were like DH racers out there to like suddenly I'm friends with like 20 women who just like shred my face off. And I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> um, and so the 134 is a really special, special bike to me in that sense. Um, I'm also riding a unit x it is this gorgeous yeah it's this gorgeous gold frame and i have um, a custom frame bag for it and some fun you know sweat backed osprey handlebars and some fun rainbow tassels on it um (laughs) that bike's really special to me because i actually did my most adventurous uh second most I, i i'm still trying to figure out if it is my most adventurous or my second most adventurous bike tour on it i did the cape loop in baja this last winter on that so it's a really special bike to me just because it's gorgeous and um what else do i have i have a humu humu that's my cruiser bike and i'm in love with that um i've got a steel hanzo and um yeah my fleet's kind of it's a little slim right now i'm really excited to get the new process x that we just released nice did you get rid of the libre i did Mm -hmm. um i'm trying to replace it but Everybody just wants bikes right now. <laughs> I know there's no bikes. You were one of the catalysts to me getting the Libre because I was like, what do you oh, think of that right. bike? And you were just like, it's shreddy. And I was like, that seems like really high praise coming from this person who I sort of know through social media. And I was like, <laughs> okay, Lizzie, I want this one. I hope and I didn't you steer right. you wrong. <laughs> no, it's it's shreddy. It's man for, I'm like not, I'm a steel bike guy. And for a carbon, like, ripping gravel bike that bike yes. wants to jump off shit that's all i can say yes and it's yeah it's a miracle that i haven't sent jordan pieces of the bike back yet because i'm a big guy and i don't know my limits at all and i have i have <laughs> dropped that thing off things it definitely should not have ever been even come close to dropping off of and it just keeps rolling so that's amazing it just keeps rolling i know i know i'm the same way i've like i love that like this i'm a huge steel bike fan and like all of my all of my road bikes, my drop bar bikes, up until I had the Libre, um, were all, it was all steel, and I loved it. And then I got that, and it's it's that same thing. And I remember, like, I put a dropper post on it, and nice. I was like, oh, it's on. And I like, going and doing <laughs> some, like, proper yeah. single track, and I was like, just the whole time, just a huge grin and, like, just a total woo girl. Like, you could hear me from a million miles away, just like, woo, <laughs> just, like, ripping it up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it rips no. my, good. I'm my glad go-to you have bike. That experience. <laughs> it's so good. It's and I was surprised. Like I'd never had a carbon drop bar bike before. Mm-hmm. Um and my I'm well documented for like my go-to bike is the Sutra Limited. Um mm-hmm. that and I have a unit that I built up, but like the Sutra is just it's my my gym. I have two sets of wheels for it. And nice. you know, one with mountain bike tires, one with kind of roadie tires. And I love that thing. And the Libre was just like, all right, cool, but you know, you're driving a pickup truck and like, I'm a Tesla Model X and let's go. And I'm like, 
Oh yes. my God. Okay. Hold on tight. <laughs> um, That's awesome. So good. But, uh, so I was told, um, by a mutual friend of ours, Lacey, that you have more adventures in your short life than anyone she's ever met. So oh. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to ask you. She's for, such a fan. <laughs> she's the best fans only. Yeah. She's but, um, what is, why don't, why don't you just, I'm not even going to come at it with context. Just lay one of your craziest bike stories on us. A crazy bike Throw story? Throw you right on the spot. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Um, okay. Well, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, oh, my, I, I had one and then I was like, oh, but all these other ones. I have to say, okay, I'm going to tell you the story of um, my first, my first ever bike tour that I did. So this oh, is right. when earlier when I was having like, I was having a really confusing time of being like, was it my most adventurous? Maybe it wasn't. <laughs> um, and it's because like the Baja trip was just amazing, but it's because of this trip that I always have a hard time. So um, I was living, I was living in Australia for a year. And I remember I was living in this like little touristy town and um, the season was like winding down and the sandwich shop that I was working for was like, all right, we're going to like cut your hours back. Things are getting slow. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And then that night I was like, what am I going to do? It's time for me to move on. And I just like pulled up a map of Australia. And it took me like one minute. Like the second I like uploaded this map, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Tasmania. And I like bought my ticket on the spot. And <laughs> I wasn't into bikes at the time. And so everyone's like, well, what are you going to do when you get to Tassie? And I was like, I'm just going to hitchhike. And they're like, where? And I was like, to the middle of the wilderness. And they're like, by yourself do you have any camping gear and i was like oh well there's like a used gear shop i'll just like get what i need and i get there everyone was like <laughs> i remember my friends at the time were like mate you are crazy but like good luck and i was like yep see ya i got like a month i'll see you when i get back and so yeah totally did it like um ditched a whole bunch of my like just random things jumped on the plane and like landed in hobart and i just like hitched a ride with this awesome family and like with like five kids and they had me like squished in the back seat. It was awesome. Nice. They dropped me off at this hostel. Next day I go and I, I remember buying this like really crappy tent and like secondhand boots and a stove. And the next day I was just going to hitch a ride and I was just going to literally just be like, get me to like middle of nowhere on this island. And so, <laughs> and then that night I remember like sitting in this hostel like having dinner, I probably just cooked like 50 cent ramen or something. And like, I looked up and I saw this billboard. It was like, somebody was like, I just bought a car looking for two people to travel the island with me. And I was like, oh, maybe I should just get them to drop me off in the no, like in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and so I like went and called and it was this guy from the Netherlands. And he's like, well, where are you right now? I was like, I'm in the hospital. And like, it quickly turned into like, me going on this road trip with this like lovely human being from Taiwan. His name's Mark. We're still, fr we're, we, we've stayed in touch. And then this other guy from the Netherlands and we just were like, let's go. And I was like, sweet. So then I went on this like two and a half week road trip with these two random people I met in this hostel. Um, and it was amazing. We, like cruised all over the Island and like hiking every day, going to these beaches, like these crazy experiences. It was amazing. Um, but I kept seeing this couple on these like full touring bikes. Like they had like, it was very traditional, like front and back panniers. And I just kept seeing them all over. And they finally kind of pulled into this, um, 
campground that we were in and I just walked up to him and I was like, Hey, what are you doing? You know, as it goes, when you're on a bike tour, people come up to you. That's my favorite thing yeah. about bike touring and bike packing is everyone's always like, what in the world are you doing? <laughs> well, I was that person this time. And I was like, Hey, I've been seeing you everywhere. Like, what are you doing? And it was this like French couple. And they told me, they're like, Oh, there's this old man in um, Launceston that just like rents bikes out to people with all the gear that you need. And I was like, that's cool. And I remember jotting down the number. And then three days later, I, I found myself in that town. And I was like, these guys are super annoying. I got to ditch them. I'm out of here. Like, I'm not doing this tour with them anymore. Like, I remember I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm pulling the plug. And um, I remember we like pulled in and I just like got my backpack out of the trunk. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go for a walk. And I just like didn't come back. I was like, I'm out. And uh, no way. Yeah, no, I was like, (laughs) yeah, I was just like, I just didn't come back. And then like Mark messaged me like a few days later and just saying like, oh, I did the same thing. So it was, it was good. It was just, it was time for (laughs) us to split up. Anyway, um, I, the number I like called and I'm going to do a super shitty Australian accent. Sorry to all my friends out there, but answers the phone and like, Hey, I hear you. I hear you rent bikes. And he's like, yep. I'm not even going to do the accent. Sorry. But he's like, yep come on just be here be here in 30 minutes or something like that and i was like that's all i said to him i was like hey i heard you rent bikes and he's like yep be here in 30 minutes and i was like uh okay and he just hung up on me and i was like okay i guess i'm going to this guy's house so i like walked (laughs) across town and i was like in this like quiet cute little neighborhood and just like knocked on this guy's door and this like adorable old man just like opens it and like he's like yeah yeah come in come in and his house was crazy it was like there. I don't even know how to explain it. It was like his whole living room and the rooms, like all the walls had these glass cases on them. And they were these decorative plates of like boats and like like sailboats and stuff. Yeah, he collected like tea plates with like boats on them. And then that was all along the walls. And then his living room was just stacked full of all these bikes and like bins of all this gear. And I was just like, what is this? I know. And he was just like sized me up real quick. And he was like, like, I didn't even tell him what I was doing, how much time I had. Like, he didn't even talk. It was it was so crazy. He was just like, yep, this is the best way to see the island here. Let me get you all sorted, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, "Uh, okay." And he like got me all set up. And then he started telling me the story of his life. And it was I was like, I got to sit down for this. It was like it was amazing. Just about him and his (laughs) wife owning this hostel. And just, like, how they had, like, toured the whole world and how she's, like, passed away and she was his life. And I, I'm crying and, like, eating these, like, stale oh, cookies, no. like, listening, <laughs> like, in this living room with this, like, old man. He was, like, 90. And, like, and then it was, like, before you knew it, he was, like, all right, on your way then, like, get out of here. And he, like, gave me this, like, little cartoon map of, like, just the city. And he just was, like, yeah, just take this road and it'll take you out to this wine country. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm just doing this. And I remember pedaling back to the hostel and just being like, hey, can I uh, like leave all my belongings with you for who knows how long? And they were like, yeah, we'll do our best. And I was like, uh, thanks. You know, I was like, I hope I come back to my laptop. Um, oh, man. Yeah. And so then I just took, I just like went for it. I didn't I had never toured. I hardly I, I think at that point I had like ridden a bike like besides being a kid i think i like ridden a bike fuck maybe like three times four times like never bike toured 
And I just went for it. I remember I had my cell phone, my charger, a long pair of spandex, a short pair of spandex, a long sleeve shirt, a short sleeve shirt, a a raincoat, um, and a book. I didn't bring like I never thought to like get snacks. I didn't have a water bottle. I didn't have a tube. Like everything oh I know now, God. I'm like, how the hell <laughs> did I like? What were you thinking? I didn't. I was like, didn't even know how to take like the rear wheel off of a bike. I would have just been screwed. But I just went. I was like, cool. He said I'm gonna go to go this way, you know. And then it was like ended up being hot, and I had to like, <laughs> I was like barely made it like three miles, and was like had to stop and get like a Gatorade and some Snickers bars. It was so it was so pathetic. But I was like high on the adventure, and I was like, I'm doing this. And I, it's funny because like I think at the time I felt like I had like ridden so far, but like in hindsight, when I'm like, yeah, well, how far did I go? I really feel like that first day was like maybe 10 miles, but I felt like it was like a million hundreds. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I like get to this little campground on the beach and then I'm like sitting there. I'm just so pathetic. I have like nothing to eat. I'm like eating candy bars and this couple rolls up. Um, I sh- I'll just never be like, this like older lady just being oi what are you doing and i'm like just hanging out and she's like you want to come drink some port and i was like don't know what that is and she's like well come find out and i was like all right <laughs> so it was like this yeah I, oh man i think their names were i think it was like francine and betty or something like that they were like these two old ladies absolutely phenomenal and just like raunchy like i don't to this day no one has told me dirtier jokes than those two ladies like they were just like amazing they're amazing and they just got me like wicked drunk on this like super sweet dessert port from like queensland oh Oh. Oh, it was horrible oh it was horrible i remember like the next day like i felt like i was like the headache was like pulsing like my eyes shut like it was so bad i've never Um, been so hungover as i have been from port it's like ptsd right now i'm like in the fetal position in my car anyway (laughs) it's so bad it's so bad you know, yeah. and then so I was like, we exchanged contact information. We kept, we kept in touch for years. They would just call me out of nowhere and just like check in on me. And it was fun. <laughs> we like, on for, boards, they're like, hey. Yeah. Every time, like they just happened to like nail it anywhere I'd be. And they were like, all right, we got another bottle of pork. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would see them all around the island. And they like honk at me. And I was like, all right, on my way. And then um, was like just pedaling along. There's like roadkill everywhere. And I just remember wanting to like just die (laughs) it was like super hot and that's like all i from that day of just like climbing 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 and then this huge thunderstorm just like came out of nowhere (laughs) and i was like you gotta be kidding me and like randomly this car pulled over like right in front of me and i'm like what is this you know and this guy gets out and like me being just like a solo female and like a guy's getting out of his car i'm instantly like on alert like i'm like man i got some sharp elbows bring it on and I was just like, he gets out and he's like, put your, put your, uh, your bike in the back of my, my ute. And I was like, no, man, I'm not doing that. And he's like, come on then. You know, he's like, stop being so stubborn. Like, it's a really bad storm and you're a long way from town. And I was like, nope, I got myself into this. I'm going to get myself out of it. And he was like, I remember him saying something like, God damn, Americans are so stubborn. He's like, it's only going to get worse. Put your freaking bike in my car. It was so bizarre. And I was like, looked up and it was like pouring rain i was like all right cool i'm gonna put my bike in your truck so i was like <laughs> got in and i was like great here we go and i just remember getting in the truck and just being like look i just want you to just drop me off right in town like i'm not messing around and he was just like basically he's like shut up i'm just getting he's like i'm gonna go 
go to this coffee shop and just get you buy you a cup of coffee and like let you be on your way and i was like all right i ended up being super nice and he like took me on this like tour of the coast of the of like just like these like three lighthouses that weren't that far from each other and it was like right. so i got to see some things i'd never seen and then that turned into like this construction worker was like hey you're from the states i'm like yeah he's like are you from vegas that's the only place i've been and i'm like no i'm oh, not from freaking vegas you know i'm like and then it turned in, he was like, oh, yeah, my my wife would love to have you over. <laughs> and like, just, I was like, okay, great. I'm, I guess I'm meeting your wife. And ended up staying with this guy and his wife and his three kids. And, his, and she cooked me this, like, huge feast. And I was like, the next morning, I was like, all right, I'll be on my way then. And, like, take off again. And then I... I just remember again, it was just like raining, raining, raining. And I was just felt like I was climbing all day. And at one point <laughs> I just got off my bike, like, and picked it up. And I just remember screaming and just chucking it off this like ledge down into these bushes. And I'm like, <laughs> then I'm just standing there by myself. I just remember like looking <laughs> to my left, looking to my right, just being like, cool. Now you have to go get your bike out of the bushes and I'll just crawl. Oh, it was great. But then I like limped into this like tiny tiny town that's like surrounded by all these wineries and i go into this little cafe and i'm like because it just wasn't it was a little too early for me to like just go set up a wet like tent with my wet clothes my wet sleeping bag and i went in there and she's like oh can i get you anything you want a glass of wine and i was like no i'm sorry like can i just get like a hot cup of water just being a cheap backpacker and she's like, ah, I don't know. You look like you could really use a glass of wine. I was like, Yeah, I just can't really afford it. And she's like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm learning. I'm like getting hired by this winery up the road, and um, I'd like to practice my like tasting if you don't mind. And I was like, Well, I can't pay for that. And she's like, No, 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 it's on me. So she goes through the whole wine tasting. I don't know anything about wine at that point, and I was just like drinking, drinking, and then get done. And she's like, Oh, I kind of messed a couple things up. I'm gonna have to run through it again. So she runs through it again, and, like, before I know it, I'm, like, like sloppy drunk, just, like, cracking up laughing with her and the chef. And, like, the chef is, like, well, you can come in this little cafe. He's, like, you can come stay with me up on the hill and, like, go. And he cooked this, like, five-course, like, lamb dinner for us. <laughs> and, like, it was crazy. It was crazy. And then, like, the next morning, like, the um, – Norell is her name down there in Tassie. Um, she, like, picked me up, and she took me on this, like, huge winery tour and i got to oh, meet the yeah. like owners of this winery and like i'm now in my stinky bike clothes i'm like walking through the winery and like drinking wine from their own personal batch and just like they're all talking all about like the grapes and the vines and like and i'm like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like just fully <laughs> and like feeding me this fancy goat cheese it was just this it was crazy and it was just this like that was how that whole trip and that was my first experience with with any of it and just like all along the way every single day there was like some character that i met and like it would just totally take me in out of pity or what <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like <clears throat> i mean like i love i can't say no to a good party and so I, I feel pretty lucky that all along the way there was also somebody who was like willing to share their beverages with me <laughs> um yeah so i mean yeah i feel like that's a pretty that was that's why i have such a hard time deciding you know, between what was my most adventurous, you know, bike tour? Was it disappearing in the desert and riding three, 400 miles in the desert? Or was it like not knowing absolutely anything about bikes, nothing, and having never done it and just like in Tasmania all on my own, just being like, 
yeah, I saw this French couple riding around. It looked real fun. And I, you know, I wanted to join. <laughs> so. I think they're both adventurous and there's like different <laughs> scales of adventure, right? Cause your first bike tour is just pure magic. Whether, whether you're intentionally like I'm bike packing and I'm, you know, I'm part of this subculture or you're just doing it like you did it where you're like, that looks like fun and I want to do it. Like, yeah, there's yeah, this beginner's no luck, like kismet that happens where you're like, I mean, I, I don't even know, like things, you know, characters just appear and like magic just happens where like, you know, a few years into it, like that doesn't happen as much. And there's definitely a lot of a lot more like grinding and setting up tents in the rain for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's also something to know, be said too, like solo travel. I feel yes. like there's something about traveling solo that just like opens you up to it, you know? Like, well, I think you're less intimidating to approach, right? Like if you're in some small town in the middle of nowhere and there's like four people who look like they just fell out of like a steampunk catalog, you're just like, mm-hmm. uh, I got nothing to say. But like <laughs> if it's just <laughs> – anyway. I'm like just imagining like – <laughs> but like uh, yeah go on <laughs> anyway I, I just have so many friends who fit that that characteristic yep, but anyway yep. you're just like or you're just like this one person who's wearing like because there's just one of you suddenly it's like thrift store army navy fatigues or something where it's like oh mm-hmm. this person is not threatening it's clearly not like a schizophrenic and transmitting voices from the above right but also like maybe could use a glass of wine so it, yes. it begets like a comfort and a familiarity and like a f- it's disarming. Whereas, yeah, again, like more than one person, it can be a little threatening, you know? Yeah. And um, like, and even on like the flip side of that, it's also, I found that for me when it's like, it's just me, it's so much easier to say yes. Like you don't have to consult with anybody else. Right. You know, like, um, and I'm, I'm def- very much a yes person. Like I'm, I'm pretty much always game for anything down for anything, you know? And like, it, it has gotten me into some like weird situations, but I've also been pretty quick to be like, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, I'm not afraid to be like, okay, bye. I'm out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, some of my most like amazing memories have all just been from like solo, solo traveling. So nice. some scary ones too from hitchhiking, but it's all. Oh, I can only imagine. Good. Oh man, yeah. I hitchhiked. I'm I'm forty forty five, mm-hmm. and uh, I hitchhiked a lot in my twenties, and and even as like a twenty year old like dude with a skateboard, I had some fucking terrifying hitchhiking stories where yeah. I was like, "Am I gonna? Is this really? Am I? This, so this is how you wind up on a milk carton? Okay, cool. Totally. Like, I had an experience like that in New Zealand. I was like, well. Okay, great. Good job, Amanda. Miss always looking for an adventure. Well, you got one now. How are you going to get out of this? <laughs> yeah. 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 And this is how you wake wake up in somebody's sex dungeon. Like, awesome. This yeah, I had that like, experience cool. in New Hampshire. It was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, it was yeah. definitely like, like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll get in this truck because it's snowing and like it seems like a good idea. And like, wait, you guys are, oh, cool. How's Angels? Oh, cool. On Crystal Math. Great. Yep. Okay. Oh, is that a machine awesome. gun? And I'm like, what is happening? You're like, it's no like well, sudden I'm just movements? gonna get out and they're no like no sudden nope. movements. And I'm like, what do you mean <laughs> that no? Is like, yeah, no? You're coming with us. I'm like, cool, 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 great, cool. <laughs> hey. You're like, awesome. All right. Well, here I am. <laughs> yeah, one guy's like, Yeah, my stepson skateboards. Like, he's a fucking loser scumbag. And I'm like, oh, great, cool. Happy like, to I be promise I'm not 
I'm not one of those. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like literally du- judge, judging like the duck and roll as we go through the White Mountains. Like, am I going to go over mm-hmm. the cliff or do you think I'll just bounce and come back off the guardrail? I know. Um, it's crazy being in situations like that. I had a similar thing where I was like, all right, so take like door number one. I stay in here and I just hope for the best and that he's probably just going to like take me back to his house and no one will ever see me again. Or door number two, I just jump out and like, hope that I don't injure myself so bad and he doesn't scoop me up. Door number three. Like, it was just crazy to be (laughs) in that moment of being like, what door am I going to open? Like, these these are serious doors I'm thinking about opening. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Needless Um, to say, I don't don't think I need to hitchhike again anytime soon. Yeah. You know, hitchhiking seems so much more innocent before the internet. And now, like, I have a almost 18 year old daughter and she jokes about like she's like i want to walk across the country and like part of me is like hell yeah that's a rad thing you should go do it and part of me is like "Mm, no let's get you a new car and a credit card and maybe don't go (laughs) this way and i'm like who who have i become Mm -hmm. but also i'm like i don't know i was reading yahoo this morning and oh my god it's a nightmare out there i mean also the world is like a dumpster fire right now but that's a whole other thing so oh Yes. <laughs> uh, so um, back back on track here, Amanda. Uh, what yeah. do you have? What's next? What do you got coming up? I mean, we're all locked down and things look like they're ratcheting down again. So I'm guessing you're not hitting the road anytime soon. Unfortunately, but, uh, what are no. you up to? No, I'm not. I won't be hitting the road like in terms of like doing the sales rep on the road thing anytime soon. Um, but. I am planning a road trip with one of my very good friends. Her name's Nyla here in Bellingham. Shout out to Nyla. She's rad. Um, She and I are going to do a 10-day bike tour in Southern California. And we're going to, we're both not, we're not huge holiday people. I've just never really been. um, Well, yeah, we are just, we've just decided to say screw the holidays because this year is just a screw year. And so yeah. we're going to spend Christmas and New Year's together. We're going to do, it's called the SoCal Desert Ramble. Um, so it goes through like Starvation Mountain and the Salton Sea and Big Bear and all that kind of stuff. Some places I've never been to. Um, right. So she and I are going to go. So that's something on the horizon I'm really looking forward to. And then honestly, besides that, um, I'm honestly kind of just, taking it all in stride and really (laughs) enjoying like, you know, any little like bits of positivity that I can take out of this like (laughs) crazy year (laughs) and just trying to really use it as like a reflective time. Cause there's, you know, there's a lot of turmoil going on. There's a lot of unlearning going on. There's a lot of, um, you know, it went just all of us just trying to figure this out. And I think that it's, um, going into this winter, it's, I'm kind of, I'm actually kind of excited to kind of, my my own business, so to speak. Um, I'm a very I'm I'm a very social person. I love love getting people together. I love planning things. Like for my thirtieth, I was like on the verge of putting together a badminton tournament, and then I was like, oh, but we can't really just like get together, you know. And I'm like <laughs> trying to figure out how I can do like an outdoor karaoke party in my front yard. I'm like always trying to like put stuff together like that. Like I just I love curating a good time for other people um and getting folks together but we can't really do that anymore right you know especially going into winter where it's like you can't really gather outside and i'm kind of just taking it as like in like i said just kind of all in stride of just really my plan is to just kind of 
drop off to be honest and <laughs> just mind my own business and like ride as many bikes as I can and get out and enjoy it and you know enjoy not having the like pressure you know the, of all of the things if that makes sense so, <laughs> yeah it's like really nice weird about... for me to say out loud yeah <laughs> because I'm very much on like I just want to bring all the people together I love networking <laughs> I love I love introducing people to people and like yeah so that I have to say, as someone who um, I live in a weird small town and like uh, like as far east as you can go before you, you become England. And <laughs> I am always like three weeks out of every month travel for work for what I do. And ever mm-hmm. since this happened, like there's been almost no travel. Mm-hmm. And it's actually been kind of like at first I was like freaking out. I'm like, I'm just going to be drunk forever. That's cool. I'll just be on whatever <laughs> like, happens. Oh, <laughs> um, and then I was like, well, maybe that's not super constructive. And um, luckily I had Lacey lighting a fire under my butt to be like, go take pictures of bikes. I'm like, okay, I can do that. Yeah, but then nice. it's now it's like I'm so like stoked to be home and like mm-hmm. i'm like i get to see my dog every day this is and my family every day like this is amazing yes the and dog. now it's like i'm almost afraid it's gonna go back to normal because i'm like i'm not fucking traveling like you want me to go where like no fucking way pay me, pay yep. me more like i don't even care it doesn't like, matter no yep <laughs> i know that's how i am it's like all of us were like no nope we're not doing it totally spoiled <laughs> i'm like i'll go there but only if it's like a really good time Mm-hmm. Like I, I had to fly mm-hmm. to LA recently and I was like, nope, not doing that again. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you want me in LA? Great. Like rent me a car. I'll see you there. It's going to take three weeks and it's going to cost a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So far, no takers, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I know there's a few other reps that have been, they've kind of expressed that where they're like, no, I really love this. And I think I might just like, even if it is good to go to travel, I think I'm just going to plan on just not traveling for like a year. And I'm I'm over here like, I'm going to just soak it up while I can. But the moment I'm able to just yeah. get like life, turn it into like a, a tsunami of craziness, like it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you can't help yourself. It's just something that happens. I just Like you're can't. just the force I of really nature can't. and you just create the, the chaos party wherever you go, oh, whether you I, want to or not. I, thrive in like chaos like that's my favorite thing ever it's just when it's like there's just so many things going on no one can keep track and i'm just like right in the middle just like cackling (laughs) (laughs) yeah well but it's also just the the bike industry is just one big it's also just a big family um and like wilson our demo driver yeah and like the bike industry in general is rushing at the moment it's crushing yeah and like in good ways and bad of just like like i feel like everyone's heads are just like actually finally like starting to spin off they're like we're going into winter and it's not slowing down yeah. um they're like we're still 2022 it's cool <laughs> yes oh, i know it's so crazy <laughs> it's we're gonna look back on this time and just be like what the hell happened <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I, I like yeah you're right like i really can't help it but it's also like going back to just the industry it's like it's just one huge family, you know, and it's like I I'm while I'm really excited for this intentional time home and to just really kind of like submerge myself in the community that I have here, because that's like at the end of the day, like the community and just getting amongst it and getting after it and being like inspired by everybody here in Bellingham, all my friends. Um, 
as much as I love being here, it's like I also get that same thing from so many people across the entire United States. Not not even necessarily like just my dealer, just the friends that I've met. And so I think that's where this like I the the frenzy, you know, just being like, I know the second I'm allowed to hit the road, I'm just gonna be out of here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like just to go see, like just to go see the family. Cause that's that's yeah. kind of how how I how I really feel about it. Like I've you know, I was talking to Dan the owner i've talked to him about this of just being like this is this is a family that we have here this is why i told him i was, I was thanking him I, I believe this might be a little bit while ago but i was just talking about just you know how thankful i am to have conan for like allowing me to be there to be a part of it because it's just like that's what it is it's, it's a to- it's a family it's not i don't know it's definitely not normal i've never had <laughs> well, i mean it's kona we're not normal but it's <laughs> you know it's yeah well, it's kind it's of the beauty special. of the bike thing though like not even the industry is it's you know no matter where you go like i've definitely had situations where i'm like okay cool like i'm in this place in middle america i've never been to before like the truck is broken i'm f and you know i grew up in skateboarding which is just kind of like a sm- at the time was a smaller microcosm of what like the bike world is where it's like you know somebody, you know somebody, you know somebody who knows somebody, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh. Mm-hmm. And it didn't even happen that way. It's like, oh, like you have a bike or a skateboard or whatever, like, and you start talking and they're like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, we'll help you out. Like, you can crash in our yard, like, whatever, until you figure this out. And then yeah. next thing you know, like, you find out, like, three years ago, they met a friend of a friend of a friend, and like, suddenly you've got like 15 friends in common in like nine places that you don't remember going. And it just spirals like that. And that's that's one yep. of the things that I think is is so cool about and it's one of my honestly, one of my favorite things about like quote unquote social media is like I'll meet someone and then I'll like see their social media and I'm like, oh, like, whoa, like how are you connected to this person that I got drunk with yes. in nineteen ninety-nine in like, you know, Issaquah, <laughs> yes. Washington? Like yes. what how did that how does that play into you? And like you connect these puzzles and you're just like, oh man, it's just this quilt of like random happenstance slash like mm-hmm. full on camaraderie. And I, and I love it. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I love it too. So, uh, I guess this is a good spot to leave this. Is there any, any words you want to leave to the, to the world at large, to our bajillions of listeners, the Kona podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a lot. Um, yeah, the, the world may be on fire, but Amanda Khan is definitely excited to get out there and get after it with everyone again <laughs> as soon as possible. <laughs> She's itching to get out. <laughs> oh man, hide your daughters. No, um, well, <laughs> or whatever um awesome well amanda thank you so much for doing this sorry it took us yeah. months to to pull it off but i think it was worth no, i'm it. glad it all worked out yeah thanks for having me it's fun getting together awesome have a good night you too talking shit about a pretty sunset blanket and opinions that i'll probably regret soon Changed my mind so much I can't even trust it My mind changed me so much I can't even trust myself 